Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Thank you so much for being here. We are honored, as always, by your presence. Um, Yeah, I really want to start with an apology for bringing this subject up. You know, Ken is right. When When you... when you read that or you think about those words and just sort of let them wash over you, it's almost like, you know, pulling a scab off or something. It's almost like, oh, man, I, you know, almost the, the thing you see sometimes, uh, you know, I'm not listening, I'm not listening, I'm not going to go there. Um, and, and for the most part, I agree that we shouldn't go there. But I believe 100% wholeheartedly in going there only for the purposes of healing and learning, okay? Learning to make our present better and and to gain wisdom and gratitude and thankfulness and and all those sorts of things. So what we're going to do today is I want to... um, uh, put you through a little a little exercise, and we're going to start right where Ken started. The, the title of this spiritual law of nature is your worst day over and over. Okay. Now, because we don't like to think about those things, at least most of us, um, I'm going to ask you to go there. Now, if you have PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, or something like that, don't go there. Okay, you don't need to. This is just a little learning exercise. We certainly don't want it to cause anyone any great pain or suffering. But if you do not have anything like that, I'm going to be silent in just a second for about 30 seconds. And what I want you to imagine is your worst day. Now, whether that was something that some catastrophic life circumstance, you know, that happened, whether that was something that was done to you by someone else acting in fear or anger or hatred or selfishness, or whether that was something that you did as a sin or as uh, yourself acting in fear or selfishness or uh, or, or maybe just a, a colossal blunder, okay? Um, whatever that is, just be open-minded to all of it and close your eyes unless you're driving or, or doing something where that's not safe. And I want you to say those words to yourself, what, is, what was my worst day? And just see what comes up for you, okay? So I'm going to be quiet for 30 seconds. I'm going to get my little timer ready here so that I'll know when it's been 30 seconds. And 
I want you to ask yourself that question, my worst day. Okay, now, now that hopefully you found your worst day, or one of them, um, I want you to take another 30 seconds and really kind of try, unless you have a PTSD type thing, to go back to that day and kind of re-experience what that day felt like with what happened to you. And I'm going to give you another 30 seconds starting now. All right, stop. And now we're going to do one last one, okay? We don't do these kind of thing very often, but uh, it's very appropriate with this one, in my opinion. We're going to do one more. Now I want you to imagine that uh, we're going into science fiction, all right? Star Trek mode for me, okay? And I want you to imagine that someone has miraculously, at least it's technology you're unaware of, They've miraculously recorded your worst day in 365-degree surround sound, HD, holographic, high-definition video, and your worst day is playing constantly everywhere you go for you to see and for whoever else is there to see as well. And so if you're in your office, it's playing up on the wall somewhere. If you're in the bathroom, it's playing in the mirror. If you're in your car, it's playing in your rearview mirror. If you're, even if you go out into the woods, it's playing in your head, in your conscious mind. Over and over and over, as if it were happening again right now. And if other people are with you, they can see it too and experience it too. So this time I'm going to go 60 seconds, and I want you to imagine what it would be like if your worst day were playing constantly over and over everywhere you went for you and others not only to see but not be able to get away from, okay? Imagine what that's like, how that would feel for 60 seconds starting now.
Okay, stop. All right. Thank you so much for indulging me. Um, we are not going to do that anymore today, I promise. Um, that was a total of two minutes for everything we just did. How long did it seem like? Was that a month's worth of pain? A year's worth? What if, what if you had to live with that stuff like that all the time? So let's talk about it. If that really did happen to you, if that was recorded and was playing 24-7 constantly everywhere you went, how would it affect your life? How would it affect your job? How would it affect your ability to do your job effectively with that playing constantly? How would it affect your relationships if you're trying to have loving, truthful, um, happy, healthy relationships, and that's playing constantly? How would it affect um, your success? How would it affect your health? You think that would be stressful to have that thing playing all the time? How long do you think it would be before you literally became physically sick and, and started being sick regularly from now on? Okay? Well, the answer to those questions for most people is that it would do all of those things. It would greatly, negatively affect your relationships, your work, your health. You would start getting sick, and you would keep getting sick, and it would stress you out something horrible, okay? And a lot of people, that would literally drive them insane, and before long, they would be at the doctor's office, say, something's bad wrong with me, and this has got to stop, or I'm going to jump out the window. And they would end up on all kinds of drugs and, and, and all that sort of thing. Well, there's good news and there's bad news here. The good news is that that is why I believe with all my heart that God made us with a conscious and an unconscious. And part of the job of the unconscious is to make it so that I don't have to be consciously aware of all that stuff, and I can do my work. I can have relationships. I can be, you know, work at being successful without that distracting me and keeping me from being able to do my work, and, and, and on and on and on. So that's a good news thing. That's why we're made like that. You know, we talk a lot of times about the word repression and suppression in a negative sense, and it certainly can be when, when we suppress things that we need to deal with. But there's also a positive to that, and that is to allow us to live in spite of these things inside us that have not been healed yet. Okay? The other side of that railroad track is that we need to deal with this stuff because guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Even though you are not consciously aware of your worst day and your worst 10 days and your worst 50 days and your worst 100 days and the, and the worst 500 things that have happened in your life, although we don't have to consciously be aware all the time of every one of those things, 
your unsubconscious mind is consciously aware of one of every one of those things all the time. And in fact, the way our heart works, our spiritual heart, is each one of those things are playing in 365 degrees, surround sound, raw experience, high-definition, digital image, moving images, video, all the time. And so even though we may not consciously be aware of it, because the natural response of the mind of repression is happening, or because we live in great fear, and so we even go beyond that and say, I am not ever going to think about that stuff. And us guys are notorious for that. It's the reason most of us did not ever want to go to counseling and therapy. I don't want to talk about my feelings. I don't want to talk about that stuff. I'm just going to stuff it, okay? And everyone knows now, started with World War One and shell shock, but everybody who knows anything now, every medical doctor on the planet will tell you, you've got to deal with this stuff or it'll eat your lunch. It'll, it'll kill you. It'll, it'll create tremendous stress. It, it, it's the boiling pot on the stove that you keep on high and clap the lid. Well, eventually, ladies and gentlemen, everybody knows that thing's going to blow. Maybe okay for five minutes, maybe okay for ten minutes, but eventually that that clamped lid boiling pot is gonna blow. All right. Well, what does blow mean in the definition of our uh, of these memories that we have that have fear in them, anger in them, sadness in them, etc. In our unsubconscious mind, it means cancer. It means heart disease. It means failure. It means the most important relationships of my life that are going to define my life that are not full of love, joy, and peace all the time, but may have way too much fear, hatred, anger, sadness, negativity in them to the degree that later on in my life I'm going to look back and that's going to be the greatest regret of my life, is that those relationships are not right. And it's going to block my success in life, whatever that success is to me. So if we want to not go that path, but go the way of health, life, success, love, joy, peace, etc. How do we do that? Well, the very first step is we got to turn the heat down on that pot. We got to find those memories or do a mechanism like the healing codes that can find them for us and and eliminate the anger, eliminate the fear, eliminate the falsehood, eliminate the lie that's in that memory. The problem is not the memory itself. The problem is always the interpretation of the memory. I've told this story before. When I was in my early teens, my dad had just found out that he had severe heart disease. 
and the doctor said, Mr. Lloyd, you're either going to have to have open heart surgery or you're going to die. And open heart surgery was not like open heart surgery is today at that time. It was, you will never be the same. It'll take you one to three years to recover from the surgery, and then you will never be the same. And that's what happened to people that had that surgery then. Today, it happens all the time, and people go back to living pretty much normal life. But that was not the case at that time, all right? So my dad was unbelievably upset over that diagnosis. And on a Saturday morning in the spring, he snapped. The only time I'm aware of in his entire life that he snapped. But on that Saturday morning, he snapped. And I happened to be there when he snapped. And he started hitting me over and over and over, probably hit me 15 or 20 times, not with his fist, with his open hand, but pretty hard. Uh, it hurt. He knocked me on the ground. When I fell on the ground, I cut my leg. And the whole time he was doing this, the whole incident probably took two minutes. The whole time he was doing that, he was saying, Alex, you're never going to amount to anything. Alex, you are never going to amount to anything. Alex, you are never going to amount to anything. And at the time that that happened, my father was my hero probably my best friend. He was a wonderful father, okay? I can't imagine a much better father. And later, years later, he apologized for that. So I don't know, that wasn't you, that was me, okay? But for years, that became my programming. I am never going to amount to anything. Because Dad said it, Dad's always right, Dad doesn't lie, He's a great man, and he said, I'm never going to amount to anything. Now, I could reason with my rational, logical, uh, left-brain thinking, well, he was really just upset about the heart diagnosis. And I tried to do that, but it didn't work. What I really believed in my unconscious, subconscious, and, and even conscious, really, was I'm never going to amount to anything because Dad said I'm never going to amount to anything. And that was programmed into me with a tremendous amount of adrenaline because he was hitting me at the same time, which had never happened before. And it never happened since. In fact, I'd never seen my dad do anything like that. So a lot of times these negative memories are prioritized by the un subconscious mind based on how much adrenaline was released when they occurred, all right? And they become protected based on how much adrenaline was released at the time. Well, this was a huge one, all right? So this is a highly prioritized memory to my un subconscious that's tied to my survival instinct that says I'm never going to amount to anything. So I lived that. For years after that, maybe for a couple of decades, okay, and seemed helpless to not live it, even though I tried not to. The problem with that memory was not what actually happened in the situation. My dad hitting me and saying that I'd never amount to anything. That was not the problem. 
The problem was the interpretation, and that's always the problem. And my interpretation was because Dad said I'm never going to amount to anything, I'm really never going to amount to anything. Now, my interpretation could have been, ah, Dad's wrong. Or, oh, Dad's just upset. He doesn't really mean that. Or, I don't care what Dad says. I'm going to go out and do whatever I I want to do and God calls me to do. Okay, it could have been a lot of things, all right? But it wasn't. My interpretation was, no matter, even though I had several other things that went against it, my interpretation was still, Dad's right. And I accept that that is what I have in store for me. I'm never going to amount to anything. Okay? So in essence, ladies and gentlemen, I believed a lie. What Dad said was never the truth. Never. And he acknowledged that years later. Okay, I think he would have acknowledged it the next day if I had come to him and said, hey, Dad, can we talk about this? I wasn't. I was so traumatized, I, I, I didn't ever want to talk about it again. I was ashamed of it, even though I didn't do anything wrong. Okay, And that's usually what happens. But the problem is I was believing a lie. I was believing the problem was the interpretation which was not the truth, okay? So as long as we live with these memories that are interpretations of events that happened in our life, and the interpretation is a lie, the interpretation is not the truth, that because this happened to you, you are bad, or because you did this, you are bad. Or because mom got cancer, you're going to get it. Or because dad got cancer, you're going to get it. Or because you look a certain way, you're not going to be able to be successful. Or because the economy's bad, you're going to lose your house or not have enough money or not be able to retire or whatever, okay? The wrong interpretations inside your heart that are lies are all playing 24-7, surround sound, raw experience, present tense reality. Your heart does not differentiate between what's real and what's, what's imagined, what is past or what is future. It interprets all of it as present tense happening right now, and it's the absolute truth. So... Yes, Dad said I'm not going to mount anything. That is the absolute truth. That's what's going to happen. So we are going to mobilize your mind and the physiology of your body to make sure that you're never going to mount anything. And that's what happened for the next number of years in my life, okay? So even though I wasn't consciously maybe aware of that worst day of my life playing all the time everywhere I went, etc. Internally, that's exactly what was happening, whether I was aware of it consciously or not. And it was filling up my stress barrel, causing me to be sick, tired, dumbed down, energy drained, 
coming at everything from a negative perspective and failing, it was affecting my relationships, my health, and blocking my success. A two-minute incident that was not even the truth and that I did nothing wrong in. Now, I've got a whole bunch of others of things I did do wrong in, okay? I could have talked about one of those, but um, with this particular one, nothing I even did wrong. I just happened to be there, okay? So whether yours is something you did wrong or something you didn't, you cannot run from this. You cannot hide from it. You cannot escape it. It will kill you from the inside out. It will kill your cells, your health, your relationships, your, your finances, your success. The only solution, ladies and gentlemen, is to deal with it to replace the lies with the truth, the fear with love, the darkness with light. So this week, as you sit under your tree, I would ask you to take a pad and paper, pray, meditate, contemplate, and write down, okay, what are the worst days of my life? What are the worst events of my life? What are the worst things I've done? What are the worst things that have been done to me, etc.? And how much do those still bother me? Zero to ten. And I would say that if they bother you more than just a tiny little bit, you need to heal those. Now, I healed this one with my dad long ago, one of the first things I ever worked on with the healing codes, okay? And when I think about that now, it does not bother me one iota. I feel love, joy, peace, gratitude toward my dad. He apologized for it later, but I would, I, I would feel that even if he hadn't because it's not – it's based on what was happening to him at the time. He was terrified. And a lot of that being terrified was for me, my mom, and my brother. How are they going to be taken care of and okay if I die or am never the same from this thing? Okay? Now, that doesn't make what he did right, but if I had been in his shoes, maybe I would have reacted the same way. Who knows? But whether I would have or not, I can forgive him, I can release it, and I can heal that memory with the truth. And with the codes, I can do that, even if that never becomes conscious to me, and I don't know where it's coming from. But this week, see which, which events, which memories, which things are still bothering you, and understand that even if you're not seeing that being broadcast, on your computer screen, TV screen, mirror, or in your conscious mind, that is still what's happening in your un and subconscious mind. And it's spiking your stress and causing the problems of your life. So don't take that for granted just because you're not conscious of it. If, if you're not being able to have the health the relationships, the success, the life that you want, 
you can almost be guaranteed that this is one of the big reasons why. You've got these things playing 24-7 in your spiritual heart, and it's controlling your conscious mind and the physiology of your body. To change it, you got to heal them, just like computer viruses. To get that computer working right, you've got to get rid of the virus. These memories, like the one with my dad, are almost identical to a computer virus. It's not that I'm bad for having that. I've just got a virus. I need to heal it, and I'll be fine. Okay? Well, you do too. So uh, to motivate you for that, no, not motivate. Motivate's external. To inspire you to do that, use this analogy of these things playing 24-7, and how would that affect your life? And then realize that's how it is affecting your life. You just probably aren't conscious of it. Well, let's heal those things and go to the next level in our life, healthy, happy, and um, that's what we want for you.